the crew all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from American Family Field, here's your host, Dominic Catronio. Okay, exhale. Brewers have won the season series against the Phillies. Second straight day, a 7-5 final gets the job done. The offense got out in front and Cruz, Colin Ray, once again gave the Brewers a chance to win. And the new acquisitions continue to shine. This was a good day, top to bottom. I know it got tight at the end, but sometimes you need a game like this where you're in control for the most part and you get the job done. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. If you want to join us here on the show tonight, I'm Dom Catronio with Jeff Cirillo. It's been a minute since the Brewers have lost at home, Jeff. They haven't lost at home for eight straight games. The last time they lost at home was against the Braves the day after the epic Sal Freelich debut. Uh, sometimes some home cooking is good for you, and uh, it certainly helps when you get out to a, a big lead in the middle of the game and you're able to coast for the mo- most part. Yeah, that was an amazing game. It was really fun to watch, uh, especially the drama, late drama with Williams kind of going back-to-back and then getting him a long long uh, ninth inning there with almost a 30-pitch inning and then rolling it to 3-2 with Harper on deck. It was just a really fun game to watch. And, I mean, you got Nola, who's one of the you know one of the star players for the Phillies, although he's not having his, his best season. And then you go up against Colin Ray, who's, you know, making making the start coming up from AAA, and, uh, you know, it's nice when, when your number five starter beats the number two starter for the Phillies. I mean, Colin Ray, uh, I know I wanted to start with the offense, but I think he has to be uh, a part of this. Colin Ray, yeah, he went four and a third and six strikeouts, no walks, two solo homers. That was it. I am so impressed with him. He retired the last nine batters he faced after the homer from Real Muto, and I, I just I see a dude that, yeah, he doesn't earn the W, but in my eyes, he earned the W tonight. He took the bulk of it, and Craig Council made that clear in postgame with the media as well. Colin Ray, I know the rules say five innings, but man, he gave the Brewers the chance, and especially with the way that started with another leadoff homer from Schwarber. I am very impressed with the in-game adjustments the Brewers made to get into the fifth inning with Ray. That's exactly right. And this guy's a, this guy's a pro. He's been pitching a long time, and he's coming up. And you know, it, when you bring a guy up like that, that's what's that's great that the Brewers have someone that has so much experience sitting down there if is needed. And then you put him in the start against the Phillies. It really doesn't matter if it was the Phillies, Braves, Dodgers. It doesn't matter. The the um, the situation's not going to be too big for him. And I think that he gave exactly what the Brewers needed from him to do tonight. Yep, we'll get more on the pitching in the next segment as well. But the offense, I mean, I want to start with Santana and Canna because the Brewers, they get a three spot in the second with some good offense from the established guys. Uh, Canna started it with a double. Then Terang had an RBI single. Taylor had an RBI single. Yelich had an RBI single. It was some really good offensive approach. Then in the fifth inning, things exploded again. The Brewers went five for eight with runners in scoring position tonight, certainly making up for all the bad luck they had in Chicago. But Santana, a homer, and another walk again today, another 10-pitch at-bat. Canna, two for three with a pair of doubles, an RBI, and a walk. These two guys are making an impact, and I don't think it's a coincidence that the Brewers have had good at-bats since Sal Freelich and both Santana and Canna have arrived. It has certainly spread like wildfire uh, throughout this lineup. That's exactly right. I mean, we talked about this last night, Dom, right? You see a professional approach in Santana, right? And I, I remember telling you last night, 
that even though maybe the first 10 games he might have struggled just kind of getting his footing with the Brewers, um, and then you see it, you, know, you put him in the middle of that lineup, and his at-bats get longer, and guys see it, young guys see it, and they start to feed off that can of the same thing, right? That's what he was so successful with when he was in Oakland. And then you put these guys in a pennant race, and they've been there a long time, and Santana doesn't look. It doesn't matter maybe what they did the first half of the season. Down the stretch, what he did with the Mariners is basically the same thing he's doing now with the Brewers. This is somebody, you said it, been there, done that, plenty of a playoff experience, but I'm pulling up the team's numbers. The, all of the Brewers, since the trade deadline, since these guys were acquired, Mark Canna is second in hitting. And remember, Carlos Santana, he was sick when he first arrived, so he definitely got put behind the eight ball in the very beginning. But since he arrived, since he hit another home run tonight, he's got the most homers on the team since he was acquired, right? And there was a lot of negativity when both these guys were acquired because they weren't centerpieces. But let's be honest, there wasn't a lot of position player availability at this year's deadline. The Brewers executed well with their scouting, with their own models, with what they saw from these guys that they could be a help in this playoff chase. And I think they deserve their kudos. No matter what happens from here in, those two guys have helped the Brewers win more than they've been a detriment, and it's the exact opposite of what happened at last year's trade deadline. Win, and not only that, um, the solidifying. I think that even on, on watching the game on Fox, you know, I mean, with the Brewers, I said, you don't get on this field if you can't play a little defense. And um, bringing in Canna and Santana, obviously, at first base, has been playing a great, great defense. You know, he's 37, 36, 37 years old. Um, and in it doesn't really matter what these guys are doing as long as, you know, some of the peripheral stats, like you're saying. So you put these guys in a pennant race, especially Santana, you put him in a pennant race and he, um, he can turn the clock back a little bit for himself. And not only that, but, but his at bats and you just learn from those at bats and you watch how he just, it just works. It works. It works. And even Canada night, I mean, he had, I think he had two or three hits, but he also in his last, like his last, he struck out, it was a three, two pitch right at the bottom of the knees. So, I mean, just working those at bats. The, the Brewers, again, had a lengthened lineup today. Only two guys were held without a hit. Ironically, the only guy who didn't get on base was Sal Freelich. But, I mean, Monasterio had three hits. Terang had two hits. What did you see? And we saw a lot of two-strike hitting today, too. What did you see from their approaches that was working uh, to get out in front of a seven? Like, this was a, a seven runs that you feel proud of. Not saying they're not proud of the seven runs last night, but three of them were on an error. Another one was on a bases-loaded walk, right? This was seven hard-fought, produced runs tonight. That's exactly right. It's just keep the line moving, and it's just that baton. And all those really good teams you've ever seen, it's just one of those things. It's a one-to-nine lineup, right? We like talk about the Brewers earlier in the years. Is Telez going to hit? You know, Is he ever going to find his power stroke? And then they're having so, many, so much problems with left-handed pitching. We're not really having those discussions as much anymore, and it's just based on the fact of these two guys coming through that clubhouse with just that approach of, of working accounts and swinging at strikes, sure, they might not hit for a high average, but they're going to work those at-bats, and they're going to give you a major league quality at-bat, and, and it rubs off on the other side. And that's the thing, too, is we talk about you know, the Brewers in this last month. Think about all those big innings they've had, you know, in, in, in during this full season. You know, we, we've rarely seen like a three, four, five, six run inning from this team, and that's what you're seeing. You're seeing them keeping the foot on the pedal in these big innings. They've been a lot of fun right now. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Want to get to the phone lines. Bob and Cedarburg, you're calling in live here on Brewers Extra Innings. Hey, Bob, make sure you turn down your radio. You're live. 
got it. We got it. My uh, question is this. I've been very concerned the last couple of nights about the bullpen. It's looked very shaky. And how do you think we're going to hold up when we uh, eventually have to play the, uh, the Dodgers and or the Braves? Yeah, it's a good question indeed. I, I think with bullpen this time of year, everybody is certainly dealing with some sort of fatigue at this point in the year. Uh, Yoel Piamps obviously is the first name that comes to mind. We talked about him on Thursday on Brewers Weekly. He struggled yesterday. Devin, I'm sure he would have liked that to be no traffic, but back-to-back days for him. He had uh, an up-down yesterday. He had to go in, sit, come back out, so he wasn't quite as crisp, but he even mentioned it to Kurt Hogue after the game today, judging social media. He says, no excuses, I just need to be better. He feels fine, just needs to keep it a little more crisp. Non, non-competitive non pitches are what frustrated him the most. My concern level, Jeff, is you know barely even on the radar personally. I, I think this is just because everybody deals with it this time of year, and the Brewers' bullpen has been a strength all year long. And look at who they used today in the middle innings, right? McGill, sure, he gave up a home run to Turner, but he got five of his uh, – all five of his outs were strikeouts. And then Milner was human for the first time in, like, a year tonight, and it was an unearned run of his own doing. And Peguero got back on the horse, and Chafin got back on the horse. This is a, a, a night that the Brewers got to show off the depth of their bullpen and why I'm not too concerned. That's right, and Wilson has has done it. I mean, he he's down there as well. Uh, it's funny because we talk about it early in the year, and then you had Matt Bush as a, as a setup to Williams in that eighth inning. You know, he's a little longer on the roster, and then Piamp steps up, and then Pagaro gets more of an extended role. Look, these guys when Piamps and Pagaro were first coming up uh, in the season, you know, they were they weren't pitching the the seventh and the eighth innings, right? I mean, it was only Williams has been the only. Uh, stalwart down there in the ninth inning. And then, you know, you, the Brewers have a way of just all these guys were stepping up. And I can see that Pagaro, to me, when I watch him pitch, you know, the slider isn't, it doesn't have as much bite. I don't know if he's dropping his arm. I mean, that's stuff for they get on the analytics and they can look at, you know, the high resolution video on, on that. But for me, then you have a guy like McGill that's definitely becoming more intriguing, right? You put him in in the seventh inning, the eighth inning. Uh, you know, Turner just ambushed him with that first pitch fastball and hit a home run, right? It was 101. So good luck hitting that on a regular basis. So um, to me, I can see McGill starting to creep into that seventh, eighth inning and to set up Williams because to me, McGill has, you know, just stuff that's just incredible. This has been uh, a good stretch to see Trevor McGill grow into his own. The curveball looks disgusting and certainly someone that uh, you need to keep an eye on. You're right. He could certainly creep into some more leverage like we've seen Abner Uribe creep into some leverage. A few other texts here. Appreciate the call there, Bob. Uh, this one from Jerry out in the Dells. Great day for Wisconsin sports. The Badgers didn't disappoint. The crew haven't disappointed anybody since the All-Star break. Excellent in all caps. Aaron in Illinois thought this would be a tough one to win given the pitching matchups, and Council really pressed the right buttons tonight. Player of the game has to be Santana, a home run, two runs batted in, a walk. Uh, the two-out double by Canna has to be the difference-making moment. I like the lineup. Do you think this is Craig Craig's playoff lineup? We'll get to that a little bit later as well. And a few other texts I'll get into here a little bit. We're just getting going here on WTMJ 855 616 1620. Want to remind you that Brewers Extra Innings is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. With a local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities. It's going to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Just getting going with Jeff after this on WTMJ. 
Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Fitting their tribute there. Appreciate it, Evan, our producer. This text from Chef Ed. The Brewers have one of the best starting rotations in baseball. Looking forward to some exciting playoff games. Uh, another texture here, similarly worried about the bullpen like Bob the Caller was. I'm a little worried about the bullpen. They have not been performing the last few weeks. Chafin, Milner, Piguero, Piomps, and Williams have really struggled. I disagree on all of those names. Uh, Milner has not struggled at all. Uh, tonight, his own error was the reason why he gave up a run. Uh, Williams has not really struggled. I'm going to push back on that one to that texture. Uh, and Tyan Oshkosh, player of the game, has to be the ball boy down the line. Should be a gold glover. There was a great play earlier in this game as well. Uh, player of the game poll is up. It's a good mix here, and I do want to you know, get a little more time about the pitching staff and, and, and Colin Ray. I know we talked about him already giving the Brewers a chance to win, but I tell you what, Jeff. There was a lot of negativity when I shared. When I, I mean, I turned out to be the first guy to tweet it officially that Colin Ray was going to be starting today's game when Craig Council announced it yesterday. But uh, I tell you what, man. I think a lot of those people are realizing you got to play the game first, and he got 13 outs, which was all the Brewers could really ask for out of him against a white hot lineup. He should be damn proud of what he did tonight. That's exactly right. Right in uh in the, in giving up two two runs with with two home runs in the first and the second inning, and then Turner gets a base hit right off the bat. Schwarber home run. Turner's like, okay, I'm not in AAA anymore, obviously, and so he rallied through that, and then he gives up another homer. But then all of a sudden, you know, he 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 shut it down. Right, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. He went four point point one innings. He got to the fifth inning, and so he he got he did what he had to do tonight. And um, you know, that's the thing we talked about last night, right? I mean, these guys are human out there. And there's an emotion to this game, and in, and it's like that climbing that ladder that we always talk about, right? And the and the Brewers are feeling very invincible, especially at home, right now, and just um, the energy that they have with the new acquisitions that they got. Uh, I think that they feel that they're they're invincible. And early in the year, right, they get behind in games, you know, down by three, four runs. You know, it's almost like okay, well, maybe they'll run into a three-run homer here. But this is a, this is a different team that we're seeing now for the, um, since the All Star break for sure. And, and the Brewers. You know, I thought it was so huge that they responded in the bottom of the second, avoided the shutdown inning. It was 2 nothing heading into the bottom of the second. Now, they didn't need to take the lead, but they got the lead, which is great. But it, they never looked back from there. Then the third time through the order against NOLA, they did not miss. They got four runs on the board in the fifth inning, and all seven runs charged to the starter in this one. And, and in the fan vote, it went to Carlos Santana, but only 38% of the vote. This was pretty well split. Ray had 29%, as did Bryce Terang. My pick would have been Colin Ray, given, you know, the, the bar unfairly was low, but this dude's given the chance to win more often than not. Uh, how about Andrew Chafin, too? I, very quietly, got all three outs. He had to sit down in the dugout, then came back out, got all three outs he was asked to get. He hadn't pitched in eight days. And that's really hard to do for a reliever to not pitch in over a week, especially a guy that was pitching in leverage with the Diamondbacks a month ago. That's right. And obviously he's had his struggles since he's come over to the Brewers. But, you know, it's more based on the fact that, that he hasn't pitched in eight days based on the fact of the arms that are the quality of the arms that are coming out there, right? If he's playing for maybe a team that doesn't have a strong, you know, you kind of keep riding him out there and just hope that it clicks again for him and just believe that, that baseball card. Uh, so it was really good to see him, you know, be be have a very successful inning um, against a really good team and and a, and a, in a needed situation where they where he helped win the game tonight. So he's obviously going to feel better about his performance, and hopefully that can springboard him going forward. 
The Brewers pitching staff is obviously what they're going to be relying on heading into the postseason. Uh, and the bullpen has been great. And again, a lot of folks are concerned about the bullpen. And I, I texted this to you earlier. When you add it all up, the Brewers bullpen actually got the majority of the outs tonight, right? So Ray got 13 outs. The bullpen got 14 outs. And they allowed two earned runs in 14 outs over the span of four and two-thirds innings. I mean, they essentially did what Colin Ray did. Sometimes I think we have too high of a standard. Not that, you know, you never want to give up a run, obviously, but I think sometimes we don't realize the Brewers Bruce fans are very used to having a dominant bullpen. It's not like this everywhere else, where if you give up two earned runs over four and two-thirds innings, that's considered a bad day. That's not a bad day for most other teams in the big leagues. No, and you, and you got to look at the formidable opponent that they, you had a red hot Phillies team, especially on offense, coming in. Uh, they're very balanced, left, right. They got guys that work the counts. Um, you know, I mean, even looking at watching Williams, I mean, we've seen, you know, that airbender just make make hitters look foolish, you know, and then he goes rides the fastball up, you know, even to their last pitch with Turner, you know, he he got caught on a fastball and uh, and got struck out right because he was looking to change up because that pitch is so good, but he still worked the count of three and two. So, I mean, you, sometimes you got to look at the opponent that you're playing. And, um, you know, I think, it, like you said, it's a little unfair of the Brewers fans to, to jump on, on the bullpen. But, you know, I mean, every bullpen has this, this you know, this ebb and flow, right? And so now it looks like, look, I mean, for me, and if I'm wearing my manager hat, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, gosh, this McGill, right? He, I mean, that stuff coming out, it's going to be hard to square him up, you know, as long as he's throwing strikes. And the Brewers are going to rely on their bullpen in the postseason as well. And I look at this rotation with Freddie Peralta suddenly becoming one of the best pitchers in baseball in the second half. And he's still got Corbin Burns and he's still got Brandon Woodruff. You may not need a lot of the bullpen if things go according to plan for the Brew crew. As we know, their pitching staff is really, really darn good. 855 616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. The player of the game, though, is brought to you by the Salvation Army. Every day, the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need. And your donations make a difference. Visit samilwaukee.org to help today. Uh, real quick here, Jeff, as I'm looking through this box score, and again, we mentioned that McGill sneaking into some leverage. Milner was human. Piguero got a hold. I I see things, one name missing from this, and I think, you know, Craig Council obviously hit a lot of the right buttons tonight, and the Brewers get the victory. Mind you, he didn't need Bryce Wilson tonight either. So you still have a length guy available tomorrow for Wade Miley, who's got an injury history, and he's facing a heavy-hitting lineup. It's a reminder, this time of year is just as important who you don't use as much as you do use because the Brewers don't have another off day until Thursday, and then they're going to play 17 in a row. So giving Bryce Wilson the opportunity to be available tomorrow after Lefty Miley I think is very important because, as we know, one day leads to the next. Yeah, and exactly, and, you, and you've got to think that Piamps will be the guy that closes the game out tomorrow and that Williams will be off. So, I mean, that's the luxury you have when you have a bullpen like the Brewers and the depth of that roster. I mean, you just told me that Chapin hadn't pitched in eight days. So that just tells you um, how good that bullpen really, really is. Um, so, I mean, we pie Thompson, and hopefully he'll, he'll be able to do it. But, you know, Wade Miley's a pro, and, you know, he's one of those guys that that you love playing behind him. Obviously, he works really quick, but, you know, he, he he's a veteran. He's savvy. He knows what he's doing out there. I love watching him pitch. 
And, and he's still got Uribe available, and you can have Piguero go back-to-back. And, uh, and Milner didn't throw that much tonight, and it wasn't as sharp as he would have wanted, but I'm sure Milner will try to lobby to get his way back. He only threw 16 pitches tonight. So the Brewers' bullpen is still in very good shape as they go for a sweep tomorrow. We'll preview that and kind of take some bigger picture stuff here. The Brewers are in first place by four and a half games now after the Cubs lost tonight. Let's take some big picture looks at it coming up next on WTMJ. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. It's always good to hear some Hall and Oates. Brewers get the win. Eight straight wins at home. Fun times here at the ballpark. 7-5 the final today. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Let's put a bow on the game, then look a little wider scope here. Let's get our difference-making moment. It's brought to you by Annex Wealth Management. Jeff, I'll give you the floor first for the difference-making moment. I'm going to go in the in the second inning when the um, the Phillies put two runs on there. Colin Ray coming up from AAA, and the Brewers as a team just kind of responding, especially with the big two out hits they got from uh, um, Taylor and uh, and Yelich. Yeah, I, I, my specifically is Yelich's hit because that was a three-two count. They had already tied the game, but to be one strike away, each of the RBI hits in that inning, and to not get any of them. Uh, I thought was massive for the mental psyche of the game for Aaron Nola from that point on. And uh, then the Brewers really got to him there again in the fifth. So I thought Yelich actually, you know, starting to put the nail in the coffin, if you will, actually starting to hammer that nail to say, no, no, you're not out of the woods yet facing the top of the order. And I know Yelly's been slumping as of late. I thought that was just such a massive moment in this game. It's brought to you by Annex Wealth Management. Investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. Go to AnnexWealth.com. Jeff, I, I know Brewers fans don't want to talk about having a tiebreaker on a wild card team in the Phillies. But this is a a big moment. I've been seeing a lot of criticism directed at me about this team not winning against playoff teams. And I think that is so far from the truth. They have now won the season series against the Phillies. They won a series against the Orioles. They swept the Rangers. They swept the Mariners. They won a series against the Astros. And I know you're thinking, oh, Tom, those are American League teams. They didn't beat the Dodgers. They didn't beat the Braves. What do you th-? Well, they went 10-3 and against the Reds. They still have an opportunity to win the season series against the Cubs. Uh, they swept the Twins here at home. They got swept in Minnesota. I'm naming playoff teams the Brewers have been right there toe-to-toe with all season long, and I think Phillies, this was a big hurdle to clear. Now you have won four of the five games head-to-head. In the event you fall out of the NL Central race, and if you end up tied with the Phillies, you can still be the number one wild card and host a wild card series. I think this was a good statement and a good litmus test to judge themselves against the rest of the National League. Well, you know, like, you know, fans go, right? Tomorrow if they, they lose, they'll be like, oh, here we go. But at the same time, I mean, this is a good Phillies team, right? You can look at that lineup and, and you look at their bullpen, right? Their bullpen is very good. I mean, I think their average velocity is like 96, so they got a ton of arms down there. Uh, it, it's a good team, but the Brewers are a great team, and um, they, they just have a lot. I mean, you look how to defend them, and, how to, and they're doing a lot of things right. Not only they're starting pitching their bullpen, they got some veteran guys in the middle order that are kind of, showing the younger guys what it's like they're getting bigger innings and of course they have defense and 
And you got Joy and you got Weimer on the bench sitting over there waiting to just get out there to center field and run around too. So I mean, and Terang just love watching him play second base. He man, he made a great another play that looked way too easy than what it actually was. Uh, and he got eat up by Schwarber, but that thing was 106 miles an hour at his big toe. So uh, I'll give him some slack there on that base hit for Schwarber in the ninth inning. This team four and a half games up on the Cubs. Uh, I don't believe in magic numbers until like we're in like the teens of September or like you know like 17th, 18th of September. I'm not. I don't care about magic numbers this far away. But the Brewers building, getting some help from the Reds. And by the way, the Reds by winning tonight, they have claimed the tiebreaker on Chicago. So keep that in mind as things come down the stretch. That if they end up tied, Cincinnati would end up being the team in front. I, I just can't wait to see how this all shakes out, man. Because the Braves have been handling the Dodgers. Uh, Acuna hit another shot today, but it's one to one in the ninth. That game's kind of wacky, but I, I still believe, and I say this with the full trust uh, and full belief, the Brewers are a top three team in the National League, and in my opinion an absolute threat, and that's not just in record, I think they are an absolute threat to be a team that can steal a series from the Dodgers or the Braves. They are the exact team that you would want to match up with those guys. You're not going to win in a slugfest. No one is going to win in a slugfest with either one of those teams. If the Brewers can bring them into their game, which is pitching, defense, bullpen, low-scoring, stressful, they've been doing that all season long. That's the game the Brewers are going to try to play in a month's time because the playoffs start a month from tomorrow in the wild card round. If the Brewers are in that, they need to get through that to then face the Dodgers. That's their strength. And I, I, it's a long-winded way of saying I trust this team to get the job done. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, and you look back at those Braves series, right? Peralta wasn't the same guy he is now. I don't think Burns was quite quite where he was is now. And Woodruff wasn't even pitching. Uh, against the Braves, so I mean, I mean, you know, and I know that offense doesn't win in the playoffs, it, it, and it's not power; it's it's the, the pitching, it's the defense, and the Brewers are made for a run in October. And this was just a, an appetizer. As uh, up next, though, they're going to have to generate some of their own energy, getting ready for the Pirates this week. You know, it's not going to be a big crowds. It's going to be weeknight series. It's Pittsburgh. There's always going to be a chance of rain. Then you go to New York, and I know they're a last-place team, but it's New York. Uh, it's a short porch. They still got Judge. They still got Giancarlo. And uh, the Brewers, this is going to be a very interesting week because now you're going to have to generate your own energy, and it helps that they've got a series win under their belt. They'll go for a sweep tomorrow, and they'll hand the ball to their wily old veteran, Wade Miley, and I can't wait to watch it. What, what are you looking forward to over this next week, Jeff? Uh, I just think that the person, it's just, they're fun to watch, right? I mean, if you're a fan, um, you know, this is a time to get on board because they're playing some great baseball. They're fundamentally really sound baseball. They're having quality at bats. They might not get a lot of hits all the time, but the at bats, they're just, just, just making the pitchers work. And, um, you know, their bullpen is, I mean, their bullpen carried them for the first half. And then you have a guy like McGill that's, that's stepping up, right? I mean, for me, you know, it kind of goes and towards the season goes, well, they can't hit left-handed pitching, you know, and then they added added additions. Well, you know, the starting pitching is a little shaky with all these injuries, you know, but the bullpen's solid. And now the bullpen maybe just a little bit, there's a few kinks in the armor, but it's a really good team and it's really fun. And I would encourage everyone to jump on board on this. Yeah, absolutely. I agree entirely. Jeff Cirillo, the analysis and uh, your view of the game. Appreciate the time, my friend, and uh, hope you have a great dinner, all right?
Thanks, Tom. Have a great night. All right, Jeff Cirillo here on WTMJ. We're going to hear from Bryce Terang in just a little bit as well in your texts and your calls, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Tell you where your name and where you're texting or calling from, and we'd love to have you on. We're with you for another half hour or so right here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers get the win, 7-5, the second straight night. They've won the series against the Phillies, and they will go for a sweep tomorrow. Brewers Extra Innings is brought to you in part by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust in your family's comfort at home all year long with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. And for a limited time only, Cider is waiving their $99 trip fees for HVAC service calls. Offer not valid on clean-in tunes, weekends, or after hours. But a waived $99 trip fee for HVAC service calls. Valid through September 15th. Go to SEIDER.com. Cider, heating, plumbing, and electrical. After the victory, Lane Grindle caught up with Bryce Duran. Couple of hits, couple of RBIs tonight as well for Bryce. Here he is post game after the Brewers 7 5 win. We're joined just outside the Brewers Clubhouse by Brewers second baseman. Bryce Terang, a couple of hits tonight for you, Bryce. And uh, you're going the other way with the baseball so well right now. You're just seeing the baseball in general in the month of August. Uh, that was the case, and it looks like it's carrying over here into September. What has been the biggest difference for you this second go-round up in the big leagues? Yeah, man, just uh, trying to hit low line drives the other way and uh, give my team the, the best chance to win a game and just compete and um, – put in the work and you know just just do it i guess you know yeah tonight uh, a base hit in the center and you, and you pull a ball actually into right down the right field line as well so you're using all the fields for sure the other thing that you're doing more of didn't happen tonight but you're walking more than you did early in the season is the game just slowing down a little bit for you at the plate yeah i just think being in the right position to hit the ball and uh um being able to see the ball a little longer and not feel so rushed and just try to drive the ball the other way has helped me control the zone better. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just being in the right position and simplifying all the moves just made it made it slow down a little bit more. Your defense, of course, has been a staple. And it is, in my opinion, the best second-base defense in Major League Baseball. I think you have a great shot to win the Gold Glove this year with the defense that you have displayed is it fair to say you've gotten even more comfortable as the season's gone along at second base because you came up as a shortstop even though you played plenty of second? Yeah, I mean, uh, I wasn't playing second every day in the minor leagues and stuff, but, uh, yeah, I kind of just moved over. Now it's more comfortable and just trying to help the team win every way I can, get to every ball I can and and uh, get the out, um, try to get the pitchers off the field so we can go hit, you know. This lineup right now, Bryce, now this was your 11th win in 13 games. In all 11 of those wins, five or more runs. It, it, it feels like there's just so much length to this lineup right now that anybody one through nine can do damage, and that's how you're putting together these big innings right now. Does it feel that way in the clubhouse that any guy on any given night can be the guy that makes the difference? Oh, yeah. Um, the trust we have for each other is uh, its crazy, man. Uh I mean, it doesn't matter who's out there. We all trust each other, and we all think we're going to get the job done. And um, we got each other's backs. And when when guys are in guys are in scoring position or getting in scoring position, 
it's just competing and and uh trying to do a job and trying to win every pitch and um we've done a phenomenal job man it's been fun well it is a quick turnaround a little earlier start time tomorrow so we'll let you go get some rest and you can get greedy at 1205 tomorrow afternoon how about that <laughs> hey i appreciate it thank you appreciate it bryce Turang with us here following tonight's seven to five victory over the phillies the that was uh, Lane Grindle and Bryce. Appreciate Bryce joining the network postgame show a little bit ago. Uh, the Brewers, looking at this box score, also want to call out Andre Monasterio. Three hits tonight. Had another hit yesterday as well. Uh, obviously, the Josh Donaldson signing is public, and he uh, reported to Nashville today. Uh, did not play from last I saw in that game. They expect him to uh, play tomorrow. They're taking on the Durham Bulls right now, and uh, that is indeed the case no Josh Donaldson in there today see if he gets in there tomorrow one thing that jumps out to me though uh that Jesse Winker only got one at bat in today's game then he was quickly lifted for Josh Van Meter so we'll have to get to the bottom of that now tomorrow we mentioned in Brewers warm-up uh that the end is near for Jesse Winker in the organization that they have to make a decision tomorrow you know, since it's the maximum time in a minor league rehab for a big league player. So they have to kind of, you know, make the decision here if they're going to put him on waivers, if they're going to straight DFA him, what that may be. Because, again, I will reiterate, I don't see a path back for Jesse Winker. And uh, quite frankly, with the team, what they're doing, I mean, you heard Lane just say 11 of their last 13 games, uh, they have won and uh, they have scored at least five runs in all 11 of those wins. Without Jesse Winker. So I, I think they're doing A-OK without Winker at this point. So uh, that could be coming tomorrow or on Monday. We're going to keep the good vibes going of your Labor Day weekend. Uh, hearing from the manager, Craig Council, coming up next. And just a quick reminder of the out-of-town scoreboard. The Reds walked off the Cubs today 2-1. to Hunter Renfro, old friend, legged out a potential double play ball. Uh, he beat it out just barely for a fielder's choice with the bases loaded with one out. So that scored the winning run. 2-1 to one the final. The Reds, they walk off for the second straight night against the Cubs. They have claimed the season series against the Cubs. So if they end up tied, it would go to Cincinnati, which is big because Cincinnati's three back in the loss column. But obviously the Cubs still have seven games with the Diamondbacks. Uh, they still have a series with the Braves lurking as well. It's going to be a while down the stretch here. So the Reds remain six and a half back of the Brewers. The Cubs fall it's a four-and-a-half back of the Brewers. As for the wild-card picture right now, all the games that matter to the wild-card have already gone final. Philly is still uh, a game-and-a-half clear, uh, excuse me, two-and-a-half games clear of the Cubs with the top spot, 74-61. and 61. Then the Cubs at 72-64. and 64. They're two games clear of both Arizona and San Francisco. Both of them lost tonight, so that remains the same. San Diego beat up on the Giants today. And virtually tied, Cincinnati now joins the party. They have one more win, but one more loss, 71-67. and 67. Then Miami, they're still lurking there. They're a game back of those three teams, but you know, in, in essence, they're really two games back because they don't have the tiebreaker on San Francisco or Arizona. And uh, something to keep in mind down the stretch. It's going to get wild, and that's why it's called the wild card. Uh, we're going to hear from the manager, Craig Council, coming up next. I uh, want to get to this text here as well. Stay with us. This is WTMJ. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. 
Brewers get the W. 7-5. We're going to hear from correct counsel in just a moment. Like this text that came in from the 262. Phillies are a group of professional hitters as we witnessed the last two nights. That's without Bryce Harper hurting the Brewers yet. No lead is safe uh, against this team. While Atlanta and L.A. are considered the best offensive teams in the NL, seeing Philly for a five or seven post-game, postseason series has to make both the Braves and Dodgers a little nervous. I agree entirely, and that's exactly what happened last season for them to ride to the World Series. And their starting pitching is pretty darn good. Zach Wheeler's really good, and Aaron Nola had a human night tonight, but he had been really good in August as well. Uh, I, I worry about the depth. Is Taiwan Walker enough? Their bullpen should be better than what it is right now, and they're kind of similar to the Brewers. They're kind of leaking oil. Everybody's hanging a little bit, trying to figure out how they can get to the end of the season healthy. Texter also is a little worried about Yelich. I think we all are. Uh, you know, he's, his batting average has almost dropped 20 points, noticing the mechanics that he's not doing the double toe tap anymore. He's just kind of doing a load and go. Yelich is going to be somebody that ever, is – Always going to be scrutinized heavily, and he's in a slump. It's, you know, what he looked like in all of April, if we're being honest. And I, I see Yelly, I, I see Yelly, and I still think that you, you see the leadoff homer he hit the other night in Chicago. You see the opposite field single like we saw today. And it's like, okay, that that's the guy. They're not asking for him to pull homers all the time. They, they just want to see that guy. He's still getting his walks. He's still got a 366 on base percentage, which is very, very good. I, I see Yelly and say there's still time to get things going in the right direction. He's not going to leave from the leadoff spot. And uh, if he gets going, man, this team could be certainly unstoppable because they've done all this really kind of without Yelich for consistent production over these uh, last 13 games. The Brewers are 11-2 and over their last 13 games. So fun stuff for Milwaukee tonight. Let's uh, hear from the manager, though, Craig Council. As the Brewers get the win, he hit all the right buttons, as one texture said earlier. And uh, here is the skipper, Craig Council. Talk about the consistency of Santana and Cano before the game today. It was just tonight a good example of that. Yeah, I mean, certainly those were the two guys that uh, had some big hits for sure. Uh, Carlos's home run and Mark with just a bunch of good at bats, um, like we're like we're getting accustomed to see it. So. Um, those guys did a nice job, and then offensively, we just did a nice job. I guess a good starting pitcher. Is there potentially anything to like Santana's first at bat where he had like he saw like ten pitches and then you know set the table for the next guy? Yeah, I mean, I mean he's he's definitely got that in him. I mean he's you know you see him he's got some huge walk years, so he's he's, he's had he's got those at bats in him. Um, we actually didn't see much of it like the first maybe 10 days he was here, the walk, but um, they, they've started to come and of those long extended at-bats. Um, that, that's always been him. Was that sort of the theme of the night for the offense, like quality at-bats, making Nola work for it? Yeah, I mean, that's I mean that's been the theme of this stretch for us for sure, I think, because we have lots of quality at-bats. Colin Ray, again, gave you a chance to win. What impressed you about his start tonight? Yeah, I thought he just did a good job, like, kind of, him and William just reading what was going on. Um, they were, they did a good job on soft stuff um, right away, and um, we went we went to a little more hard the fastball a little more, and the fastball was good. Um, and I think he did, you know, he, he was efficient um, and getting 13 outs for us there. You know, gave us a shot to order the bullpen um, with some good matchups. Yeah, did that kind of line up? 
how you had hoped Tom could get you there, and then the lefties for, for yeah, Jason. yeah. I mean that was that was the thought, but I, but I think that we were already into the fifth inning when we came to that spot was was a pleasant surprise, um, and that's that's a tribute to Colin. How about the job that Andrew and then the rest of the bullpen did? A couple runs, but yeah, I mean I thought Chafin had a really nice day. Um, you know, three hitters, three outs, um, and then you know, and then. Trevor McGill did a really nice job again. I had, had to work out of some stuff a little bit. Um, Turner, Turner's just so dangerous right now. Um, but, uh, you know, worked out really well, especially in that sixth inning. Did Devin kind of have to talk his way into the, into pitching tonight? No, no, he was good. He was good. Just kind of with the way that this game played out, short start, a lot of bullpen guys. Did it kind of remind remind you of like past September's? You guys did that a lot a few years um, back. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it. You know, it was a it was a night we thought we probably would go to the bullpen a little earlier. Um, and the rosters are different in these situations, uh, but you know, it was a game that called for it, and um, you know, we, we've we've got a lot of starters who. Know, we want them out there, um, and uh, but this was a game that called for it. And Colin did his job, did it really well. Um, and, and you know, it's still, it's still, he, he did the heavy lifting here. You know, he'll get another start, or is that not decided? Yeah, we can. That's certainly he's going to be here. He's going to be involved for sure. Um, I don't even know what that is. To be honest with you. If you go every fifth game like the Brewers look like they're going to be doing. It would be game one in New York next Friday. And that would be maybe his last start uh, needed because Adrian Hauser would be eligible to come off the IL on the 12th. So his next start would be on the 8th. Hauser's eligible to come off the IL on the 12th, which means the next day that that start would be needed, that spot anyway, would be the 13th. And... You know, you get two starts out of Colin Ray, and you, you you take it and you move on. So, And plus, that start for Colin Ray, if it is next Friday, would be coming on the heels of an off day. So you'd imagine it would be a very fresh bullpen. Every day leads to the next, right? All right, let's get to some highlights. That's going to come up next. 7-5 win. Let's relive it on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. Things started fast again for the Phillies. Colin Ray getting the start for the crew. And Kyle Schwarber for the second straight day. A leadoff home run. It was his ninth of the season tying a Phillies franchise record. In fact, the Phillies would add another home run from JT Real Muto in the second inning. Then the Brewers offense would wake up. In the bottom half of the second inning against Aaron Nola... A one-out double from Mark Canna started the rally the Brewers needed. Next up, Bryce Terang. Terang sends one to the gap in left center, and it's going to drop for a base hit. Canna's going to score, and a big turn by Terang, but he'll hold wisely, and the Brewers are on the board. Bob Uecker back here on WTMJ. Good to hear him this weekend. So they're on the board, but not done yet. Uh, two batters later, it was Tyrone Taylor. He has five home runs on the year. The pitch, line to left, and Schwarber's going to have to play it off the wall. And Tyrone Taylor cruising into second with a run-scoring double. 
That tied the game, and it was another two-strike hit for the Brewers. And yet, they still weren't done. To the top of the order, and a 3-2 pitch to yellow. Or curveball. Here it is. Lined to left. Base hit. Brewers are going to have the lead. The throw coming on. Way off target. And Christian Yelich with a bullet base hit to left. Yelly getting into the RBI column. He still leads the team with 69 this season. So the Brewers out in front, 3-2. Both starters would settle down in the third and fourth innings. Colin Ray was lifted in the fifth. He did his job, got six strikeouts and 14 swings and misses total. Andrew Chafin finished the top of the fifth inning. And in the bottom of the fifth inning, the Brewers' offense got back to work. A double from William Contreras extended his hitting streak to a career-long 12 games. And then it was Mr. Smooth, Carlos Santana. Swing and a drive to right and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and gone for Santana. And they put two more on the board on a scorching drive by Carlos. He hit it out of here and right. And a no doubt about it. His seventh as a brewer. That is the most on the team since he was acquired just before the trade deadline. So 5-2 Brewers. Guess what? Still not done. More new guys. Mark Canna in the fifth. Canna drives one to the gap in right center. This could get another run in. Willie Adamas blowing around third. And Mark Canna in the second base with a run scoring double. And Canna, by the way, is second in hitting since he was acquired by the Brewers. So certainly clicking on offense. Chapin retired all three batters he faced. He would earn the win, but a solo homer from Trey Turner off of Trevor McGill, an unearned run against Hobie Milner, then a run against Devin Williams in the ninth. It brought the go-ahead run to the plate. Trey Turner, who got him yesterday on a hanging changeup, not the same tonight. Devin delivers, struck him out, swinging. And this one is over. Devin Williams with a fastball off the outside corner. Trey Turner went after it. And the Brewers take game two. They take the series as well. Not just this one, but the season series. They've won four of five against the Phillies. And they got one more with them tomorrow. And Wade Miley will be on the mound. Brewers leading by four and a half now here in the Central over the Cubs. We'll wrap up the program after this. Give you the schedule for tomorrow. Quick change to it. Stay with us, WTMJ. Now, more Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Getting ready to say goodnight. All the games have now gone final in baseball. The Braves are the first to 90 wins. They win in extras. Old friend Orlando Arcia, a three-run homer in the 10th inning. 4-2 the final the Braves beat the Dodgers, and uh, remember all that talk about Mookie Betts maybe stealing the MVP from Ronald Acuna Jr.? Well, Acuna hit the hardest ball exit velo-wise of the season tonight, 121 miles an hour off the bat for a homer to dead center field at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, he's the MVP. I, I, I That discussion's over for me. Uh, ridiculous stuff from the Braves. They've got 90 wins, and... You know, I, I know it's fun to be the Braves, but let's be honest. All of the pressure, 100% of it, is on the Braves to win it all. Anything short of that, it's going to feel 
like you, you left something on the table. And it's I love the Giannis talk uh, after they got eliminated by the Heat this year. Like, if you don't win a championship, is the season a failure? And it's a great thought exercise. But, man, all the pressure is on those Atlanta Braves because they are clearly the best team in baseball. They're going to try to go all the way this season. Okay, quick reminder tomorrow, Brewers will have Wade Miley on the mound against Ranger Suarez. Pair of southpaws going at it. The Brewers haven't seen a lefty in a while. They're 17 and 21 against left-handed pitchers uh, starters this season. Reminder: different start time, different network. 12:05 first pitch. We are on the air at 11. I've got you covered for Brewers warm up, and then the network is Peacock. So if you are somebody that Syncs up your TV. Reminder, it is on Peacock tomorrow, the streaming service. If you do not have NBC's Peacock, you are not going to be able to watch the game. Just like uh, Thursday Night Football uh, was on Amazon last year. If you don't have it, you're not going to be able to have watch the Brewers. So just listen to Bob and Lane here on uh, WTMJ and uh, enjoy it here on the radio. Ranger Suarez and Wade Miley. Coming at you tomorrow. Again, a 12.05 first pitch. I've got you covered at 11 for Brewers warm-up. As for the week that is ahead for the Brew Crew, they've got three against the Pirates. Uh, Some odd start times this week. 5.35 on Monday and Tuesday, and then 11.35 on Wednesday. Off day in the big city on Thursday against the Yankees. Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Friday will be at 6.05. Saturday will be at 1.05. Sunday will be at 12.35. All times listed are central time here on WTMJ. Then they're back home next Monday. Not this coming Monday. The next Monday. They will enjoy seven games at home. Four with the Marlins. Three with the Nats. Then they head to St. Louis one more time. Then they will be back home, or excuse me, then they'll go to Miami for a weekend, and then they're right back home, the last homestand of the year. The Cardinals and the Cubs will be coming to town. Only uh, 26 games to go. I I can't believe it. We are that close to the end. 76-59 and are the Brewers' best record of the Central by four and a half games. That'll do it for us here tonight. We'll be chatting with you tomorrow at 11 a.m. Get your brunch ready. Brewers, baseball, and brunch right here on WTMJ. For Jeff Cirillo and for our producer, Evan Wittallison, I'm Dom Catronio. See you tomorrow morning. Until then, keep on swinging.